When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Life is full of what-ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. How do you always stay so positive? I think you've got to look to the future, right? Uh, I think this with everything everything has proven over time that it gets better. You know, you look at the wonderful things that we've created in this world, the big cities that we've built as humanity and how we've progressed along. And at the end of the day, everything does get better. Everything always improves. And so I think when you're down in the dumps, you've just got to look to some of those signals and something that might be really reflective for you. Like I think sometimes that I haven't really done that much with my life. And then it's like, maybe I have done something with with my life. And you know, I just read a great quote today and it was like, think of yourself five years ago and how proud they would be of you today. And then you're like, what was I doing five years ago? Oh yeah, I've done a lot since then. Stop being so hard yourself guys 100% 100% this is episode 140 hello and welcome to my podcast show your coach Helen Yuskovic this is the smart chat series this is an episode where I chat to an expert or a thought leader from around the world on a certain topic hi guys welcome back to the show this is part two of how to handle life's challenges with Rainbow Kids with our lovely Dion Alexander. Enjoy. There's a Mr. Gay world that I'm going to. That's so exciting. Are you nervous? Uh, yeah, a little bit. Oh, I say a little bit, but a lot. Can you share like what it entails? Like what do you have to do? Do you have to do a catwalk runway? Yeah, in Australia, and this is why it's called Mr. Gay Pride Australia, not Mr. Gay Australia, is that we're really issues-based. So it's really about taking on that issue and championing, like I mentioned before. But when we go to Mr. Gay World, it is a little bit more beauty pageanty. So there is sort of elements of like a swimwear, like shoot. There's apparently there's a whole heap of photo shoots. I get dragged away every five minutes to go have a, a photo shoot and that sort of thing. Obviously, you know, having an issue and championing an issue. So I'll be able to stand on a platform of ending homophobia and you know, biphobia and transphobia in sport, but then trying to translate that to a global scale instead of just in Australia. But yeah, a little bit more beauty pageanty. That's so exciting. So you're going to have to have photos. Yes, lots of photos. OMG. So do you have like a whole workout schedule, food schedule in the pipeline at the moment? Or are you just like, whatever? A little bit. I go through days. <laughs> 
I like, I saw uh, Mr. Gay Italy the other day and I was like, that's it, I can't eat for two weeks. Oh, no, what did he look like? (laughs) (laughs) And you're gobsmacked. gobsmacked. My next husband, that won't ever be my husband. That's so funny. I was to one of the other members the other day. I was like, look, I just I can't compete on that level with <laughs> this guy and his aesthetics. He's like, what are you talking about? You're a good-looking boy, Dion. And I now showed the photo and she was like, oh, my God. Do you know what? Yeah, it's true. You're so magnetic, your personality, and just you radiate. I don't know. You're just magnetic. So people are just drawn to you through energy. So someone can look aesthetically pleasing, but you're the type of person that will actually leave an impact on someone's heart thank you so welcome all right stop getting off course helen dion (laughs) i love talking to dion i'll bring him back if you guys love him as much as i do what advice dion do you have for parents that are listening now with a rainbow child or potentially knowing that they have a rainbow child and how best to support them because I've heard from many people that they don't tell their parents straight away because, one, they're so confused with what's going on. They feel shame and they just don't feel safe to express, like, what's going on. So how can parents best support their children? Correct, and all of that is, like, 100% true. And I always think that, you know, first of all, I want to like hand a manual to everyone and say like, you know, it'd be great to just go, here's the manual, (laughs) read the manual and you'll go through. But every single child's experience is going to be different. Mm -hmm. And particularly then you look at like the spectrum and the broad spectrum of the rainbow and depending on what they're going through, then they're going to need different levels of support from you. But the key thing that I always think about is to make sure you make it about the child first. So a lot of parents will go into, they will start to have a bit of shame because they will think, that they've done something to make their child you know, this way. And, and it's just not true. You know, someone recently came out to me that wasn't probably in the, the child spectrum and they'd you know, been experimenting for a year or so. And they said to me, oh, Dion, look, I'm really, really sorry. You are the person I should have told when it first happened. And I wanted to tell you. Mm. And I was like, don't make this, a, like, this isn't about me. This is about you. And when you feel comfortable and when you've got all your ducks in a row, like they felt like they needed to you know, tell family first and then tell their friendship group and that sort of thing. And I'm fully supportive of that. There's other people that will want to go the other way. They'll confide in friends first. Particularly, I think younger children will confide in friends first. And then from there, they'll build up the courage to tell parents. And, And it's just about being supportive for the child. So, you know, there's two things that sometimes can happen. The the parent takes on all this shame Mm -hmm. and then thinks that they've done something and that's not the case. And then they make it becomes a little bit more about the parent than it does the child. And then that's not a good experience for the child because the child, as we said before, the child's confused. Their body's probably changing. There's all these things changing. They don't know who they are. And then you add this layer of complexity on top of them and it's scary. Mm -hmm. They're coming to their parent and they've heard stories of kids being kicked out on the street when they were 15 because their parents don't accept them for who they are. And that's literally what that child's feeling at that stage is, am I going to have a home to go to? And that's one of the things I even thought with, and I knew that my mum would be okay with it. And I also thought that dad would be okay with it. And I'd heard mum say things that dad had said to other people that you know made me feel a little bit more comfortable. But in that moment, you never know when you're telling someone 
you know, particularly this is something that goes to the core of who you are. When you're telling someone, hey, I actually think that I might be gay or I might be a lesbian or, you know, I, I, I was born with male gender, you know, male genitalia, but now I feel more like that I'm female and I feel like I'm, I'm transgender. These are really scary conversations for a child to have mm. with an adult. And then the adults, there's not, not a lived experience for you either. So I think that's where it gets really scary. And then some adults go and they're like, right, I'm going to put rainbow flags up on the front lawn and I'm going to attend like P flag meetings and like I'm going to show that I'm still fully supportive. But then that is also intimidating for the child as well because it's like that's too much mm. then. And it's like, oh, you're actively out there almost telling everyone that yeah. I am part of the rainbow community when I actually haven't really figured that out for myself yet. And so it's really it is about like if you suspect it and they haven't told you, just make sure that you are as supportive as possible as a parent. So just make sure that the child knows that one, that they're loved mm -hmm. and two, that whatever support they'll ever need in their life, you will provide it for them. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, the worst thing you can do is really force it out of someone because it's their own individual journey and they need to go on that journey to, to find out who they are as a, as a person because this will really shape the way they then live their life. So let's brainstorm this a little bit with, so we can get some practical tips. So I'd love for you do you want to do an exercise together? We can do an exercise together. I'd love for you to channel back to like when you were 12. Yep. And I'd love for you to share, like if you can just tune in, what would you have loved to hear from your parents at that age? I think for me, just hearing regularly like I love you. And then, you know, we're very lucky now that things happen in the news and that sort of stuff. But, you know, I remember from – and it's, it's really little things that add up to a lot. So I remember, and I probably wasn't as young as 12, but I was quite young and impressionable still. There'd be two boys kissing on the TV, mm -hmm. which was very rare back yeah. then. But then dad would sort of make a comment of you can't do – you can't action be on TV. Yes. Right? And that, that's – that's an accepting person, but you know, that was one of the comments that he came from. He comes from a, you know, a hyper masculine environment of, of AFL. And so you hear that and then you're like, Oh, so to be mindful of what you're saying. Correct. Definitely. And just the, just the small comments you make. Interesting. All right, cool. Thanks Dion. So for parents that are listening that have adolescents, what are some indicators that the child might be hiding something or feeling confused about their sexuality? What can they look out for just to prevent this confusion for the next four years before they like realize? I think it's, soon as a child starts to become a little bit reclusive to themselves uh, and they don't share things, that's when you know that they're confused about something or they're, you know, they're definitely trying to hide something mm. within themselves. So I know that I didn't, you know, discuss this side of my life with my parents whatsoever. And we become really ingrained in sort of talking to friends all the time and just talking to friends. So I think, you know, if you children aren't having conversations with you about things, then there's probably a bit of a, you know, a clue that they are trying to hide that from you and not necessarily hide that, just they don't feel comfortable with it themselves and they don't know themselves yet that this is something that they either need to tell you either. So, you know, you go back to the girl with the list before that wanted to go through and try everything. She might just be going through an experimental stage. Now, is she necessarily telling her parents that she's going through that experimental stage? Probably not. <laughs> hey, mum, look at my list. <laughs> I've got 15 more people to date this year. <laughs> But you'll also see, I think it's important too, just to always have a temperature check on 
what does the mental health of my child look yeah. like as well? So how are they, you know, are they reacting to me in quite aggressively from something that I wouldn't have expected? Um, so are they acting out a little bit, you know, because when they're confused about who you are, then everything's up in the air. You know, the, the suicide rates of young LGBTQIA plus individuals, mm-hmm. when, you, when you look at the first part of the rainbow, it's six times more likely that you know, gay, lesbian kids will commit or have suicidal thoughts. If, if your child's transgender, then they're 15 times more likely to have suicidal thoughts or to act on those mm-hmm. suicidal thoughts. And you know, this is, again, why it's so important just to make them feel loved and accepted and make sure that there's visibility for them out there, that they go, right, there is someone like like me. Because you're not going to be able to provide all the support you want because you haven't lived it yourself. Yeah, I know that there's cultures and religions that are totally against being gay. And I know that we're lucky here in Australia for parents that are listening that are from these sorts of cultures, but they're willing to like learn about it and like sort of go against their culture or go against their religion. Is there places where they can source information? 100%. There is so much online uh, and there'll always be a major, there's a major organization within every single state in Australia, uh, particularly. Same exists overseas, a lot of government departments. So in, in uh, New South Wales, there's ACON, you know, there's organizations like 2010, which is a very youth organized, uh, youth focused mm-hmm. organization. In Victoria, there's Minus 18. And these organizations uh, exist across Australia uh, and they've all got resources on, you know, understanding our broad spectrum of the rainbow a little bit mm-hmm. better. There's factions. Sheets, there's meetings, there's all sorts of things. And they're, they're, these are resources also that then you can use, you know, if your child's feeling like they're alone or you know someone, even for adults yeah. that are, you know, confused about the feelings that they're having, the thoughts they're mm-hmm. having, you can send them off to these groups. There's phone calls, that sort of stuff. So, you know, Lifeline's great, provides a great service in Australia, mm-hmm. but then there's dedicated, you know, LGBTQIA plus help support lines. These people can chat to, and then they're chatting to someone like them, yeah. which I think is super important. Totally. Because when you're talking to your, ch- your parents, your parents don't know what you're going through. Yes, they can sympathize, but they do not understand uh, what it is at, 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 to, at your core be confused with who yeah, you are. Yeah, I got told the other day that I'm going to hell because I'm not doing a certain thing that that person was doing. Constantly. And I was like, I'm <laughs> so going to heaven yeah. and it's going to be so beautiful. <laughs> but, yeah, that's why... I- I'm looking forward to going to hell, actually. It sounds like a great party. So, <laughs> it's Stories, right? Stories. Now, Dion, I wanted to touch on a few things. I used to be a beauty therapist, so I got all the goss all the time as a beauty therapist. And I remember one story where I used to wax or laser a referee for football. And I remember he said to me, he's like, Helen, I'm a And I was like, okay, that's nice. And he's like, but no one knows it yet. And I was like, oh, okay. I didn't really know who he was. He's like, I have a wife and a child. And I was like, oh, oh, you're in trouble. And then I'm like, wait, hold on. You're going to like tell the football squad? He's like, yeah, I'm going to come out with it. He's like, so it might be in the paper soon. 
And I was like, well, good luck with it. You just follow your heart and you just do your thing. And his wife already sort of knew. So they had already spoken about it. He had already told his son. And then, yes, the next week it was in the papers. And I was like, he did it. And then I messaged him. I'm like, well done. And then he didn't know whether he was going to lose his job. He didn't know whether he was going to be ostracized what he was so accepted and it was yep. so nice to see and then another time when i had a beauty salon this man he came and he's like he's married and he was like i'm just i'm having dreams of my best friend and i and then he's like i don't know what that means i'm like well i do and then <laughs> it's like well what do you think i said i think you should go and speak to like a therapist and let them know like what's going on. I said, I have my opinion. I said, but you should really go and like work it out. And then sure enough, after a while, yeah, he separated from his wife. She was in big shock. She didn't understand. She thought it was her. She thought she'd done something mm. wrong. And, you know, then there's that side of things where sometimes right. people just have lived this life because of what we were told. You know, we've got to get yep. married, we've got to have children, we've got to go to uni, become doctors and all of that sort of stuff. And then comes a point in life where they're like, I'm just not fulfilled. I'm just, something is missing. And so, yeah, this is just a discussion that I have had from early 2000s, Dion. Yep, yep. And you can see like uh, people, you know, particularly around the job and I think the, you know, the football referee and that sort of stuff, you look at those environments, you look at like how hyper-masculine they are and you hear all these stories about and this is one of the, the passions that I have around AFL and, and this space is because you hear the stories of what happens in the change rooms and, you know, boys will be boys and all of that sort of uh, sort of talk and you go, well, this is not a, a, an environment that's very conducive to who I am and, and my community and then you think like well people are going to have a real problem with this and there's going to you know, the two are going to butt heads imagine having to tell someone and tell the world something that you then could potentially also lose your your job for i mean there's not too many things that people can think of that you would you know, apart from being you know locked up and yeah. <laughs> locked up in jail somewhere for doing something awful but for for being your true self there's not a lot of things that you can potentially lose loved ones your, your closest friendships and then also lose your employment and be on a sort of a, a blacklist if you like for employment i mean we're, we're very lucky in this day and age but still there's sections of the community where this is rampant i mean if i was wanted to go and teach in a, a Catholic high school or even a Catholic primary school, if they were like, you know what, Dion, you're a bit too much of an activist outside of your work here teaching kids. That's not conducive to who we are as a Catholic educator. We're going to fire you and they can fire me immediately. Yeah, right. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. 
Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Plushcare.com slash weight loss. So then how is that different to like racism? Correct. Wow. I love this discussion, Dion, but it's time for your second curveball. Are you ready to play? Oh, no. <laughs> I better get my bat ready, I reckon. Ready? Dion. <laughs> How do you how do you shift from a negative mindset to a positive mindset? I think it's always about just remembering the good things that have happened in life too. So, yeah, you know, I always think about and I I think I can use this example above everything else. You know, there's the, the Sydney Swans with what they do and in the environment they're in are always subject to criticism. And there's always some keyboard warrior that will get on an Instagram post and go, let's just concentrate on that football. Why do we need to rate no, put all these rainbow flags everywhere or you're all going to hell or something like that? Yeah. And you can get oh, So you're going to hell very, too. Uh, yeah, I'm going to hell, so it's fine. We're yeah. going to have a party. Yes, maybe I'll marry you there. <laughs> There you go. We can be married there. But yeah, there's all these negative comments that, and you can take them on board. But then, you know, I think back to the times where, you know, I was fortunate enough last year during the, the Pride game to speak on the Oval at quarter time. So I spoke to 40,000 people oh, about what, yes. <laughs> Were you nervous? That was great. I wasn't so bad because I was right up against the, the boundary line and so I was looking into the field and that was all like empty at that stage. I didn't really see very many people's faces right in front of me, but it was a great experience. And when you speak, just quickly, is it one of those microphones where you speak and then it echoes later? Yep. Yep. So it's echoing to the whole audience and I'm lucky she, she taught, she, she spoke and she was like, look, you're going to hear your own voice. Just keep going. Just keep going with what and you're what saying. You so, saying. Yeah. Lucky. I, just about how important like the game was for, for my community, how much it meant to, you know, see, have a pride game and, you know, what the visibility meant for my community and how much I believe that that then and what they've done has created a very safe space for my community at those football games. You know, I used to really think of going to the football game and wearing a rainbow scarf or a rainbow Guernsey or something like that. And I'd be like, oh, like is someone, you know, is, is there going to be someone that gets drunk and then I'm their outlet? Can I interject? You can interject. I remember one time where Dion said to me that he um, felt sort of like paranoid to hold your boyfriend's hand at a football game. Correct. Because of this. Correct. And that makes my blood boil. And, and now it's great. Like we walk in all the time, but you're still always thinking like behind you, like what's going to what's gonna happen in the back of your head. You're like, is there going to be something that happens here because of this? But, you know, to create a, a safe space, and that's what, you know, the Swans are doing and, and St Kilda have done with that Pride game is just massive. And then when I uploaded that video onto social media, Someone commented and they were like, I didn't think that I would ever be able to go to an AFL Ooh. game as a gay man. And now from like what you've said and you know, all the work that you've done, I would feel comfortable that I would be able to go to a, a game. And I just like for me, that is that is huge. And I just have to go back to you know, comments like that and moments like that where people have been like, this has been like what you've done has been really important to me. And this is the impact that it's had. And then I think, you know what? 
those people that are keyboard warriors mm. are just small-minded individuals and they've got their own problems that they're dealing with. You know, we just need to go forward living our living our best lives and really at the end of the day it comes from, you know, their comments come from a place of yeah. jealousy or, or negativity. You know, it's not always easy to get your mindset around really quickly but I think, you know, having something that you can come back to and say like, this is my little booster or here's Helen, my bundle of joy that always going to bring, you know, bring me back into a positive mindset. Something like that where you can go, yeah, you, you can lean on that, particularly while you're, you're diving deep into you know, negative comments and that sort of stuff. Thank you. I love hearing how people are able to navigate through mindset because you're rarely in a negative mindset or you hide it well like I do. Um <laughs> And so one more add-on is how do you always stay so positive? I think you've got to look to the future, right? So I think uh, I think this with everything. Everything has proven over time that it gets better. So, you know, you, know, you look at the wonderful things that we've created in this world, the, the big cities that we've built as humanity and how we've progressed along. And at the end of the day, everything does get better. Everything always improves. And so I think when you're, you're, you're down in the dumps, you've just got to look to some of those signals and something that might be really reflective of you. Like I think sometimes that, you know, I haven't really done that much with my life. And then it's like, right, I've got to pull out my bio and then have a read of my bio. And, you know, I talked a story of like, hey, I just spoke to 40,000 people about, you know, the rainbow community at a AFL game. Yeah. And then you're like, maybe I have done something so with, <laughs> with my life. And, you know, I just read a great quote today and it was like, think of yourself five years ago and how proud they would be of you today. And then you're like, what was I doing five years ago? Oh, yeah. I've done a lot since then. Stop being so hard on yourself, guys. A hundred percent. hundred percent. And actually, the other week I was speaking to one of my very good friends, one of my first gay friends that I ever had, and I was talking about all of this work that I was doing and all the media I was doing and you know, being very present about you know, the rainbow community and being an advocate for the rainbow community. And I said, do you remember those conversations back when I was first like finding out who I was and first coming onto the scene where I was like, do we really need to have like a pride march and do we really need to be doing all this sort of stuff and then you know I compare that to now where I'm like absolutely we need to be doing that and I go look at the the growth in me as a, a human over that time like I've got a completely different mindset to the one that I had you know 10 15 years ago because I've been able to to flourish and I've been able to grow and I've you know I've definitely found out who who I am in the scheme of things my first experience at the Mardi Gras was as a makeup artist in 2000 and it was one of my first jobs and it was like, you have to go and do makeup for a float. And I was like, what's a float? What am I doing? What's happening? And then I had to like do all this makeup. And I was like, wow, look at this. This is like the best event of the year. It is so good. Recently, I did a, um, a piece for Westfield. They brought in a whole cube in Westfield, Sydney, and they were playing stories from people from the community. And I reflected on like my first Mardi Gras and just how accepting everyone was and how excited the whole city was and just the energy that's in you know down oxford street but then it spills out to all the other streets around uh, sydney just how electric mm. that was and just I, i'd never felt that for anything else ever and 
every single time I you know, march down Oxford Street during the Mardi Gras parade, I'm always like, you know what? We can be whoever we want to be yeah. in this life and it's just beautiful. Total acceptance. Like even if you're not like gay, LGBTQ, all of those letters, it's not me, but when I was there, like I even felt totally accepted because there's times where I feel yep. alone and it's just like, yep. yeah, it's just such a beautiful space. So beautiful. Dion, what advice would you give to, if there's rainbow kitties listening, what advice would you like to pass on with what you've experienced in life and what you've educated yourself on to a child that might be listening that is a little bit confused at this stage? I always think like I would have loved for myself to have dived into those feelings and emotions more. So I think that I dismiss them because of you know, societal norms. And I think that then my progress was quite stunted as a, as a gay man and trying to find myself. So I always think back to you know my childhood and if I was to write myself a letter, it's like really be curious about those feelings that you're feeling and find a way. You know, there's a lots of things to do you know, on the internet now. You know, there's, there's YouTubers, there's all sorts of people that are talking about how they came out or their stories and their journeys. Like even me, me doing this, talking about my journey, just listen to them. Something's going to resonate at one stage. And just because you feel like you're different now doesn't mean that there's not someone like you out in the world Mm. and there will be. And just make sure that you are having that little bit of healthy curiosity and a little bit of skepticism around the way the world should be, I think is my, like my big thing because people will try and box you into something. Mm. And if you don't feel that that's you, then just explore that a little bit. And it's not nothing, not nothing that you need to then go and upend your, your whole life about, but just yeah. explore it. And what about those children that do not have in their eyes, maybe supportive parents or they have no idea how to approach the situation and they want to. What advice do you have if someone's listening right now? There are so many groups out there that will support you. So the worst thing is to feel like you are alone and we need to get you to stop feeling like you're alone and picking up the phone. Like I said before, even if it's like someone like Lifeline in Australia, you know, this Q Life as well is a great organization that really focuses on connecting LGBTQIA plus youth with counselors. You got it again? LGBTQ, yep. <laughs> LGBTQAI plus. Plus, correct. Just really helping the, the rainbow youth. So finding someone that you can talk to. Now, it doesn't have to be a stranger. More often than not, confessing some of this to a stranger is easier mm. because they don't know you and it comes with no judgment. But sometimes it might be a best friend or someone. Just find someone that you can you can trust or you feel like you can open up to and just start a conversation with them because we really need to talk about this. There's lots of things as humans we need to talk about and this goes to the core of who we are and we really need to make sure that you're feeling comfortable and you're feeling supported and, and not alone because no one is ever alone. They don't have to be alone. And if you've got no one to reach out to, just reach out to me or Dion on our Instagram. I'll put our links up there 100%. on the show notes and we'll talk to you. We'll be your friend Always. and we'll support you Always. because this is. And we'll be your big shining rainbow. Totally. This is an issue that doesn't need to be magnified so big, right? You are who you are. 
Be happy and confident with who you are. You don't need to change. It is all good. Just reach out to the right people if you feel like you don't have support and if you don't have anyone that you can reach out to, you reach out to Dion Alexander and myself. Dion, what would you love to see in the world? I would love to see a little bit more acceptance in the world, I think, and just people being able to be whoever they want to be. So we're at a, a really good place but I just think that we we need to make sure that there's education available for everyone. And that comes back to schools. So I know in New South Wales, we had the Safe Schools Program, which was really about, came under the pretense of bullying, but also there was you know sexual identity and gender identity that were in the Safer Schools Program. And just educating people on, hey, if you're experiencing this, if you're confused about your gender or you're confused about your sexuality and you, you think you might be attracted to a boy instead of a girl or you think you might be attracted to you know, someone that identifies as a male yet they were born with um, female genitalia, then that is perfectly fine. That is normal. You know, it really, really upsets me that there's conservatives that go in and then try and make this seem like it's the rainbow warriors and the rainbow army coming and they're trying to change kids. And that's not what any of this is about. This is always been about and all the education is always about children not feeling like they're alone and children knowing that there's other people like them out there. You can't change a child that isn't, doesn't have an inclination to being a rainbow child. If they like girls, they're going to like girls. They're not going to like boys. You, you, you won't change yeah, them. I, you know, I know this. that's a whole <laughs> other discussion of like, Correct. why are you gay? What happened to you? What's going on? And it's just like, yeah. I just am. And I remember working with my boss who was gay and he told me like his story and it was actually from when he was in kindergarten. And he's like, I just loved playing with dolls and playing with girls and I was like spice girls. Like he was just so different. And then he was in this cultural house where it was against your religion to be gay and so he felt unsafe he was so confused he said by the time he was like 15 he just wanted to be able to take a pill and just change how he was feeling and it was just so sad and it was when he was an adult his uncle came to him and said I know and it's okay (sighs) what a relief like you've just spent your whole childhood having all of this internal chaos and you didn't need to. But like you said, from maybe passing comments made him feel unsafe to share or to reveal. And so I think one of the key takeaways for me from today is to be really mindful about what you're saying in your household, especially if you yep. have a child that whose attitude starts to change. Yep. And you, you, you'll see it because I would probably imagine in like him saying he wanted to take a pill and make it all go away then that just reeks of drug abuse, alcohol abuse, which is, again, we talk about the mental health of my community and I talk about the suicide rates of the youth, but that is all linked then to drug and alcohol abuse. And unfortunately, drug and alcohol abuse is rife in the community because yeah, yeah, you're talking about a grown man that's gone through all his childhood, the best part of his you know life as a, as a young adult, and 
still hasn't been able to deal with this because he hasn't felt like he's in a safe enough space to be able to deal with it. So I bet that he probably, you know, there was probably drug or alcohol abuse associated with his time as a young adult. I don't know. I, don't know. I can't remember. <laughs> Maybe I don't want to say. I don't know. I can't remember exactly. But yes, you're right. And people just want to escape somehow. Just like with any yep. mental health issues concerns that people go through Dion thanks so much for your chat today it was supposed to be half an hour we're at an hour I am so sorry we might <laughs> cut this episode into two. We, talk, we, <laughs> we talk all the time don't we yes and we can talk forever <laughs> but before we go is there anything that we haven't spoken about that you want to add in or is there anything that you'd like to share uh, I just think my big message is no one should be alone so just if you're curious about some of the things that I've spoken about, some of the things that you know, Helen's mentioned as well, just have a look and just be really curious around how you can be a better ally to the rainbow community, uh, how you can be better supportive. And you know, if you know someone that uh, identifies within the rainbow community, just ask them honestly and say, hey, I'd really like to learn more about you know, X, maybe it's you know, why pronouns are really important to you and, and your community. Just ask them some questions don't, and don't interrogate them, obviously, but just say, hey, I'd, I've heard this mentioned. I don't really understand it. Can you explain it to me? And then that really starts a conversation. And I think that's the really important thing because that's when people can be educated on this sort of stuff. And that's when the acceptance happens. When you understand, you accept. When you don't understand and it's foreign, then that's when you push it away. Yeah. And just be kind to each other. And doesn't matter what viewpoints you were brought up with you are allowed to have your own viewpoint and you are allowed to feel the way that you feel and not have to be boxed into how you were conditioned from your family and their family and their family and their family and their family. I remember I got passed a uh, form to sign from a church from an auntie that was to sign against gay marriage and this was at a family event that was getting passed around at a family event. And I looked at it. I said, oh, I'm not signing that. And she was like, oh, Helen. And I was like, oh, auntie. And then she was like to my mother and my father that were there, she's not signing this. And then my parents were just like, nothing we can do about that type of thing. And then anyway, my dad pulled me aside. He's like, Helen, just don't be rude. I said, I wasn't rude. Okay, maybe I was a little bit rude, right? I said, it's like, <laughs> whatever you want, whatever your views are, you can just have them. He's like, just don't be rude. I was like, yeah, okay, pops, gotcha. But how terrible was that Very, form? That's, it, it's quite bad. Yeah, From a church. Yep, yep. They preach on doing lots of good in the world, but sometimes you need to look at um, what it is that they're doing damaging. And I have no problem with religion and people practicing religion. I, I just, just think at the end of the day, we're all humans and we all deserve to be treated the same. And I think that's what we should be practicing when we're, we're looking at any sort of religion or any sort of, I like to call it just being a good human. Yeah, totally. I mean, because I just think to myself, like, no way will I sign this form at all. Like, my future children depend on me. Correct. I love you, Dion. Thank you so much for your time today. I love you too, Helen. Virtual hug. <laughs> wait, let me take a photo of us. Ready? Wait, how do I do this? I'm coming, I'm coming, I'm coming. Where do I need it? Then? Yes, there. One, <laughs> two, three. 
I hope you enjoy the show today. Remember, you can jump on my Instagram to let me know your thoughts on my podcast show. I would love to see it. And if you have a moment, please share a five-star review on Apple Podcasts so that we can help move the show along together. If you share a review, please send me a screenshot of it so that I can send you a thank you gift. Thank you for joining me on this week's episode. I'll see you next week for next week's episode. Bye. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.